Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. This is episode number 165 for the week of November 2nd, 2020, a day before the United States presidential election, uh, a week before the release of the new consoles, <laughs> and I can tell you which one I'm much more excited for, Steve. Xbox Series X. Xbox Series X. I meant between the election or the consoles, but yes, between the two of them, I'm kind of more excited for Xbox than PlayStation. You know but that's beside the point. I have a guilty pleasure of like watching election nights on on the news, like you know CNN for American elections and CP24 for like Canadian ones. I I don't know. I just like it. I, I make popcorn. It's good times. Uh, my name's Steven. It's spelled with a P-H-N-N-A. I am not a sadistic freak who likes to watch uh, U.S. elections. How's that sadistic? Um, Joining me is Steve, who might need counseling at some point in the future. No, uh, no. He's spelled with a P-H-N-E, but we call him Steve. No one's ever confused, ever. We you are think of that's course... statistic? What well, statistic? Sadistic? To the watch the oh. election stuff? Yeah, don't do that to yourself. Why Just not? tune in the next day, read the New York Times like <laughs> comprehensive thing, and then go on with your life. You don't pay attention to any election on, t- on like the election night on TV or anything? I didn't have TV growing up, but since then, during the last election, I kind of watched, I watched a live tracker for the 2016 election, mm-hmm. and then for the 20, what was it, 19 Canadian election, I watched uh, CBC, I had it on in the background. Mm-hmm. I was sad. I'm always sad, Steve. I voted in four elections, I've never earned representation in any form of government. I'm, I voted in, I don't know, however many there's been since 2005, and I think I, I've come out top a couple times, but I've also have been bounced around quite a bit. <sighs> anyway, sorry, we can, we can continue. <laughs> we can continue. Um, something I'm not sad about is our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash Canadian game devs. They help us pay for the site fees, help us uh, to take time out of our free time to um, do this content, put stuff on the site. And we, in return, provide Discord perks, two-day early access to the show, game key giveaways, discounts for Canadian gaming events like EGLX, which is returning, and shout-outs at the end of every episode. Uh, and the knowledge that they're helping us do what we do. I want to, mm-hmm. at the top of the show, once again, plug all the Indigenous supports that we want people to be aware of. Land Back Lane in Ontario, link in the description. The Wet'suwet'en in BC protesting the pipeline being rammed across their land. And the Mi'kmaq out here in Nova Scotia. Um, I will be plugging this every week until they get to exercise their treaty rights. And again, Night of the Indigenous Devs from uh, a collective of Indigenous game developers, including interviewee of the show Megan Byrne and lovely person on Twitter and in our Discord, is up now on YouTube if you want to watch a compilation of games from Indigenous developers in Canada and across the world. Check that out. Uh, Again, linked in the show notes. Now, Steve, at the top of the show, I want to plug some jobs for you. We are having a really good problem of a lot of people coming to us trying to advertise jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in talks with a few more studios who are trying to get jobs up on the site, but for today we have three, of course, Canuck play in Peterborough is still looking for senior unity game developer, unity game developer, technical, 
um, animator and a 3D modeler for static objects. These are all on site at their Peterborough office. They, of course, are hot off the heels of Doug Flea's Maximum Football 2020 on PS4 and Xbox One with next-gen upgrades on the way and are starting work on a brand new IP that I am very excited about, Steve. I'm not a big, you know, football sim guy. I've dabbled with Madden here and there, but I new new IP is what I'm most interested in, and I think this would be a good opportunity for any up-and-coming game developers, animators, modelers out there to get on the ground floor or something. I hope it's a Doug Flutie first-person shooter. Mm, what if it's like the career <laughs> mode? <laughs> like You don't play football. It's everything outside of the, the, the sport life. You know what I mean? Oh, like how they have the coaching simulator games back in the day and like, uh, like team management stuff modes in, in uh, sports games? That would be really funny. And you're still Doug Flitty, like, and he's still in the football <laughs> uniform. <laughs> it's not that. It's a, a new open world adventure game, but that would be funny. Uh, Stormy Shore in Paradise, Newfoundland is looking for a designer on their upcoming project. Uh, and Hardsuit Labs in Seattle, Washington is looking for a lead game designer, and they are willing to support remote contracts and TN visas for the right candidate. These are all on our site at CanadianGameDubs.com slash jobs and in the show notes. So if you are looking for work, check out these positions. Um, yeah, that's it for jobs. Let's move into the news, Steve. I've, I've moved events to the end because uh, I think people want the meat of this meat of this podcast up front. I think. I don't know. I'm always tinkering. We always try and see what works best. Yeah. No, and I, I agree. Throw the events at the end. I'm good. Top of the show, I want to plug um, this new game release from Adil Game Dev. I think Adil Game Dev. Uh, they're a big um, presence in our Discord, and, and they've been actively um, trying to get better at their work and looking for feedback in the Discord and doing different... Um, I think they, they signed up for one of the Ryan Benno like art mentorship things. And so they've released their first game. It's out on Itch.io, coming to Steam soon. It's called No Sec. N-O-S-E-Q. You ever had dreams but never kept a dream diary? Me neither. This game is a throwback to dreaming and not having your cake. Don't remember anything? No worries. You'll forget everything after today, too. They're featuring a, a really pretty art style I like a lot. And I recognize a lot of these screenshots from like uh, them posting in our Discord. Like, what do you think? This or this? I'm like, oh, I like that one. Um, it's a name your own price. Download it or chip in a couple bucks if you can. Um, and yeah, they've worked with, uh, some 3d artists, uh, a new musician and a new sound designer. And yeah, I haven't checked it out yet, but it's free. There's no reason not to. And, uh, yeah. What do you think, I, Steve? You look, look at this itchio page. What, what jumps out to you? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I also noticed the, some of the stuff we've seen in the discord. I actually just bought it. If you want to play the, the sound, I'll play the sound. Yeah. It's in, uh, Bucks Winner, to the developer, but looks pretty cool. I'm down with it. Um, I, I actually had to play a Nichio game for the first time that I ever actually played a Nichio game the other day, so I didn't like know what I was doing. But I'm gonna try to play this this week and then I can talk about it next week. Um, but yeah, you download I, the launcher. Oh, is there a launcher? Yeah, I you just, can download a, a launcher. It essentially, does their website, but it'll a lot more lively, I think. Oh, uh, okay. So I didn't, I don't know that. I just download the dot exe file mm-hmm. and just it just created a thing on it was like i was back in like 2002 <laughs> it just like created like an icon on my computer and 
and just like play it off that. So, um, so I'll do that with this too. But yeah, I'm excited to to jump in and see this. I think it's his first game too. So, yeah, yeah, they've really um, trying to get help and feedback and mentorship, and it's really cool to see the progress they've made just in a few months of me following their work. Mm-hmm. Next bit of news today, of course, last week the big announcement was darkest dungeon 2 coming early access 2021 exclusive on the epic game store since then we've had some more press about the game specifically i learned a few things this week in an interview with pc gamer uh they talked to vancouver based studio red hook about darkest dungeon 2 the big change and as we talked about last week is moving to 3d models um the first thing i thought of is kind of like because they have those you know thick black lines and i i'm is it cell shading it's not cell shading the art style is now reminding me of telltale in that. Yeah. yeah and, and that's a big thing. Um, they're tackling from a tech perspective, cause obviously moving from 2d to 3d introduces a whole bunch of new challenges. Um, they're also bringing back the narrator, which is key, Steve, uh, for anyone who's played darkest dungeon, there's this like brooding narrator voice that sort of is speaking over everything you're doing and, and does the, the beautiful opening intro and, he, and he's back. And that's, that's key for me because that's one of the most memorable voices in, in, in a game I've played in a long time. Really? Oh man. I really need to jump in on this. Someone like tweet at us about picking up cause it's still $10 on the um, PlayStation store or whatever. Actually you that, the trophies <laughs> are brutal though, Steve, if that helps at all. Like, no, I'm, I'm really trying hard to get away from the, the percentage of, of trophy stuff. Cause I have a few like one, two, three percent that are just killing killing me like dead by daylight and stuff and other games that i have like no interest really in playing further so i'm trying not to care um but this game is only on sale until tomorrow my problem is the that sony hasn't really gone into detail about the backwards compatibility i don't want to be shit out of luck in like a week because uh no no no. they they said every every ps4 game works except for these few no, but then did you see this week Ubisoft ended up deleting the page, but they had a page of some Assassin's Creed games that didn't work. And one of them was like Assassin's Creed um, Syndicate. But oh, they, no. But then they took down the page. So people were like, wait, what? <laughs> so I didn't see that. So while there is like a 99% chance that Darkest Dungeon works fine, you know, I don't want to pull the trigger and, and just be screwed. But I might just do it because I think the dude who spoke to us on Twitter, I forget, sorry, I forget your name. I think he said that it works on, on Vita and that's obviously the best place to pay any game. So I might just do that. It does. And it's cross progression. Cause you're selling your PS4, right? Well, I'm giving it to my brother. Yeah. Oh, true. Um, yeah. So they talked to Chris Barassa, the creative director on dark extension two. And, and I like, I like his vision for it. He said, quote, we wanted to make sure this game provided a different experience to darkest dungeon an analogous one, a familiar one, but still not an identical one. We set out with this broad kind of vision statement for what that would like. And we're really in the thick of discovering what that means End quote. And I think that, uh, approach to darkest dungeon two means they had to go with early access. Like if you look at, mm the success of a lot of these early access indie games, it is discovering what that means with the biggest fans. And I'm really interested to see if this is another like Hades or even rogue legacy two. We've seen a lot of success with so far situation where like, this is a sequel and well, Hades wasn't a sequel, but it had like a massive community of super giant fans already Yeah, that you work with over the course of like, I'm guessing probably a year, maybe a year and a half to figure out what is this game need to be so that it's enough of a sequel but the hardcore fans still like it and that's a fine 
balance beam they're going to walk through development. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're getting your like biggest fans to kind of pitch in and feel part of the game development and stuff. And it's good. Sorry. Did they say like when this will be out in early access though? 2021. So they're doing that very tentative, uh, (laughs) probably next year. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Narrator's back. I love him. New art style. Amazing. And, uh, I will probably, I'm going to get this day one. I don't know where. Oh, Epic Game Store, I guess. I don't know if they're going to hit consoles. Probably not. They'll do the Hades thing where, like, it does Epic Store early access for a year and then launches everywhere else when it's done. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Dark Ascension, too. And that, uh, guess what the uh, board game Kickstarter is at right now out of their $400,000 Canadian goal? I think it was, so last week, I think it was around $2.7 or so, right? <laughs> oh, guess. God. Uh, because you're like laughing and stuff, I'll say like four and a half million. Four point two. You were really close. <laughs> that is, I have no <laughs> idea. That is ridiculous. We should make a board game, dude. Board game fans are nuts. They're nuts. Oh man, that's so funny. Anyway, lots of Dark Ascension two excitement. I'm excited for it a lot. I hope Steve picks it up on PlayStation and checks it out. I'm doing and, that right uh, now, actually. Oh, another another bot sound. Another purchase. Although, I, so I ha- I got a new credit card and I don't know it off by heart, but Google knows it, so I'm trying to see if I can do that right now. So all right, I'll play it anyway. I count it because I trust you. Anyway, oh, here we go. Yeah, 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 it's good. I'm good. He's good. Uh, next video news today. Speaking of Rogue Legacy Two, Steve, the first big update since launching in early access came out. It is the Far Shores update. They're doing something interesting with this where every time they add an update, they're going to like expand this poster to the right. That'll like include each update, which mm-hmm. I think is, is pretty. And I like this. I like this new update. Um, let's see here. The Far Shores update. Let me find the Steam post here. I should have linked this before, but that's okay. Oh, In version 0.20... It's finally here. After months of work, we're incredibly excited to release our first content update for Rogue Legacy 2. Um, The campaign expands. Uh, There's a new core class update, new talents, new mystery XP, new unity system. Remember that unity stat on your gear? Now it does something. (laughs) Wear enough pieces (laughs) of the same set to unlock special bonuses for your character. Uh, There are now antiques, uh, new hero classes, unique character encounters, loads of balance and tweaks and um a massive massive list of um bug fixes and i like they did something similar here to to uh hades where they mention which thing is because of the community and which thing is something they just um brought to the game themselves it's it's interesting to see what the community highlights this has 469 likes on steam nice uh we both have different opinions about rogue legacy one but um rogue legacy 2 have you played it yet no i haven't played it they gave us codes i feel bad i want to play i it. feel bad too i just i just haven't um gone around to it i think a few people in our discord have played it and said good things but um now i'm just looking to the right of the poster to see like what possibly like can connect <laughs> to, to see what like the next poster might be or whatever um but i i want to dive in yeah i just i just haven't had gone around to it um, the hopefully current it comes to Vita. <laughs> doubt. Press <laughs> X to doubt. It's currently at very positive out of one thousand three hundred reviews. Damn, Big. Nice. 
Um, let me see what the top funny review is. If you pick a vegan character, eating meat hurts you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's the only good. negative reviews are calling it bare bones. You can literally see in the early access tab what's in the game right now. Don't buy an early access game and complain it's not done. <laughs> That's good because Celador Games released. Um, they had Rogue Legacy, and that was obviously like that was huge. And then they released um, Full Metal Furies, which I don't, I guess, didn't do as well. And I remember reading a blog post about just like what they thought went wrong with it. I wonder if they still have it up or whatever. But I just remember reading something about how like that game really did not like perform at all. Hmm. And it was kind of like in the thing where I'm like, you know, Drinkbox Studios did Guacamelee and then they didn't do Guacamelee 2. And then these guys, you know, they had Rogue Legacy, which was a huge success for them. And then they didn't jump into Rogue Legacy 2. And I'm just wondering, I was just kind of like, man, sometimes I feel like you need that sequel to get some of that money before you kind of make the... Well, the first made the money, you know, like the first put them in a position where they could try something new and weird. Yeah, I guess I guess what I'm saying is like you get the money to make the sequel, and then the sequel is like the bonus money is what I'm mm. kind of thinking, and then that gives you the the wiggle room. I'm not saying that Full Metal Furies didn't like super perform, I'm, I'm, because I can't really find that blog post, so I, I'm just going off of just memory. Or if Severed didn't really, I mean, Severed probably did well for Drinkbox Studios because it was like critically, it won a whole bunch of it won a bunch of the Apple Design Awards, yeah, and. Uh, well, it was essentially one of the only big Vita games to come out that year, so it won all the best Vita Game of the Year awards. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's interesting when people decide not to kind of go straight to the sequel, which, to me, like, to business-wise, kind of makes them more, may, may, make, mm, might make more sense. Um, but maybe that's not what they wanted to do creatively. But anyways, Rogue Legacy 2 does look sweet. I gotta jump into it. Maybe we should try to play next week, or before next week. Uh, yeah, we should definitely stream it because I'm I'm interested in streaming it. Yeah. Speaking but, of Guacamole, Steve, I want to plug their new vinyl because I'm oh. a big vinyl fan. You know, I bought that a short hike vinyl day yeah. one. Didn't they uh, tweet something too recently? Who Drinkbox? Yeah, didn't they? Say yeah, they something? tweet. They on July 28th they they tweeted this GIF of two eyes and then the emoji eye in the in the body and nothing since then. <sighs> I know. But they've been doing these like profiles in the in-house art style of all the like different people on the team that I'm sure is going to go on their website someday. But yeah, they, since July 28th, they've just tweeted this gif of the eyes that is probably related to their next project and nothing. Oh, you know what I was thinking on on October 28th, they said we have some exciting news to share tomorrow. It was the it, it was, was the this vinyl. next bit of news, the yeah, vinyl. Sorry. So check out uh, they've partnered with Ship to Shore Phone Co. for a two vinyl set of guacamole one and two soundtracks um yeah the uh, art is by the concept artists at Drinkbox, um augusto and yeah i am uh, listening to this i love the guacamole music steve it, it's so much fun i'm gonna i'm gonna cop this i've adopted that phrase you use i i know it's a thing in like sneaker culture and stuff but i like it oh nice i'm glad i'm glad i can uh, have this influence on you I, I love vinyls, and I, Tori actually just bought me a, a vinyl player for our anniversary this summer, and I've been playing Aww. records again, because my last one broke, so uh, I haven't, I've had this, like, big box of vinyls I couldn't <laughs> listen to, and uh, yeah, I'm so excited for that short hike vinyl, and uh, I will definitely get this Guacamole vinyl, too, so if you're a fan of indie game music and Guacamole in particular, check that out. Next game I want to plug today, this is a weird one, uh, 
made yeah, a I was just splash. watching this trailer. <laughs> it made a little <laughs> splash in our Discord and, and on our timeline. Struggling from Chasing Rats Games in Montreal. Uh, is out now on Steam. This game's weird. It's kind of like a physics-based platform. You're this deformed, multi-head blob with two arms, and you're kind of like platforming your way around. It's it's kind of like um, Gist, G-I-S-T, the game from the... Um, oh, man, what's that? Binding of Isaac guy, Edmund McMullen. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, quote, Struggling is a physics-based co-op platformer with a twisted spin on teamwork. Control the arms of a squishy abomination and lead it through a deranged world. 1749 on Steam. Winner of the... Best in Show, Mega Awards 2019, PAX East, Top 4 Co-op Game, Official Selection at Mix, PC Gamer, E3, Hidden Gem. Loads of loads of um, awards here. What's the top funny review? Let's see. This game feels like the devs asked my parents what they think of me and then designed the main <laughs> character. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would disappoint my father again. <laughs> All oh, reviews, nice. 114. It's very positive, so... <laughs> yeah, it's uh, critically doing quite well. So uh, I'm interested in this game a lot. It'll be featured at Mega Migs, which is happening November 11th to 13th, the big Montreal International Game Summit. So you can check that out. Uh, it's also on Steam. Yo. Yo, what? Are you seeing... Have you looked at the Steam page? For this uh, struggling game? Struggling, yeah. Yeah, I'm on it right now. I want you to scroll down to the second last bullet point, which is gleefully deprived visuals oh 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 yeah wait a minute so they have they have some picture yeah they have some bullet points of of like you know two hideous heads are better than one and then describes it crawl swing clamor and slide to victory and then describes it then they have i think this is all part of the picture they have a they have a picture of the or a gif really of of the other three bullet points weird levels gleefully deprived visuals and ever mutating character and the character crawls along the like the words or whatever as a oh, gif. That's so trippy. Cause it's, does it's formatted the exact same way the text is in a normal steam description. I know you can only tell because it looks a little bit grayer than, and you can't highlight it or anything. It's a, it's a picture. Oh yeah. True. Yeah. Like if I right click, it's like save image as that's awesome. That's some, good Oh, shit. that's a contender. Like I love the, the art rally or I'm sorry. The yeah. Art of rally game that we called our favorite steam uh, description because of how it like, had the car like drive through the description and like looks like it was going to come out of the screen. This mm-hmm. is this is up there with me for like great use of Steam description and gifts. Yeah, this is a good. This is some good shit. I'm uh, only a sixty-five on Metacritic. What does Metacritic know? Nothing. How many reviews on Metacritic? Oh, it's only got six. Three like, makes three positive. <laughs> of of oh. fans or of the critics? critics? It doesn't have enough uh, user scores yet. Awaiting one more rating. I'm gonna give it a ten because user reviews are bullshit. I'm going to, well, I mean, it has a very positive out of 114 people on Steam. So, I mean, there you go. I just Never added to my wishlist, by the way. You add it to your wishlist? Yeah. Boom. I gave it a 10. Let's see what the user review is at. Wait, it didn't update. Does it have to, like, verify me or something? So weird. Love this game. You got your duck jokes, horrific imagery, and so much more. Big tip, use Parsec if you want to play online. And then it says product refunded. Huh. Okay. I didn't know that if you left a review, like it then says, what if the person buys it again? Does it like wipe that away? It, yeah, it probably goes away. It's probably like a toggle. Interesting. Jesus, All someone right. has 223 hours on record. 
<laughs> it only came out like a week or two ago. Chill. That's not a lot of sleep in those time. I know. Okay. All right, Steve. Next bit of news today. Later Daters Part 2, Episodes 4 to 7, out now on Steam and Nintendo Switch. I would describe this game as the horniest game I've played in 2020. <laughs> and it's very, very endearing, very funny, very real. Um, if you don't know, uh, Part 1 came out earlier this year from Toronto-based indie studio Bloom Digital, featuring uh, some art from people in our Discord. Mm-hmm. And the game follows a character you create and give kind of a bit of a backstory to. I named my cat Steve after Steve, of course. And then you can pick, you know, um, your characters roughly visual, how they identify. And then you uh, play a dating sim in an old folks home with that character. Uh, parts one or episodes one to three came out earlier this year, which feels like a decade ago. And I played it on stream, loved it, had a great time. I was and this year. Oh my God. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Part two is finally out. I played the first episode on stream this week. It was this fever dream induced from like bad mac and cheese where you're on. It was like a Star Trek parody where everyone in the old folks home was part of this like ship trying to like decipher what's going on with this wormhole. And it was a lot of like, it was a lot of sexual innuendos about different ship features. Like the, the thrusters are a little thrusty. You need to be lubricated and just stuff like that it was absurd i enjoyed it i'm I'm excited to dive into the last three chapters um it's very good it's a very good game steve you're gonna be mad at me because you told me to play it but i didn't play it um, that's okay i forgive you part two i mean we we both played part one you know mm-hmm. apparently earlier this year which i i doubt um <laughs> but does it still have the the dope uh intro song yes yes later daters we should have an end of the year category just for the greatest like intro later daters so i'm gonna find the later song right here because it's got it's so funny um it's got great lyrics too so is this the end of is this like the the they're finished with the releasing yeah hold on here we go Can you hear this? It's quiet. You're going to bump it. Oh, man. It's so good, Steve. There you go. No matter how old you get, little action because you're not dead yet. <laughs> Daters, still you want it. Draw my grandma. See you over there in the dining hall. It's a beat and my blood pressure falls. <laughs> Sexy older person. All right, that's just a taste of the amazing uh, menu music for later daters. If you like that at all, check out this game. All right, Steve, three more today I want to plug for you. Wish list this missed out on this one. Uh, it just came out at the end of last month. But Lorne's Lure is out now on Steam. Uh, described as a, well, I want to find the exact description here. Um, described by the developer as an atmospheric narrative first-person platformer with novel climbing mechanics and modernized retro 3D graphics, leaving his home colony while tracking a mysterious glitch, an android finds himself in the midst of a vast and dangerous structure, completely hidden from his people's knowledge. This is um, from uh, an established member of the... 
um, what's described as the PSX sort of style of um, 3D games, which is like PlayStation One, like Tomb Raider, Silent Hill, those kind of games. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah okay. I saw that. P- I saw you wrote PSX, and I was like, "What PS?" Like, I don't know. but I get what you're saying. It's like the PS One style graphics, or whatever. Exactly. The, there's a, there's a whole genre now that's sort of blown up around that with like Paratopic and Dusk and other games like that. Um, and it looks really good. It's, uh, ooh, it is still coming out. All right, I'm going to, wait. It's not out yet on Steam. Uh, it says coming 2021. Wait a minute. This email lied to me then. Scratch that. I'm doing this and wishlist this this week. <laughs> Put a pin in that. All right, last two Steam. Beyond the Wire is out now on Steam Early Access. We talked about it a few weeks ago. It's coming um, from Vancouver-based uh, indie game studio... Oh no, I I'm I'm a mess this week, Steve. Oh, Hold you're on. all over the place, bro. The other game they developed was that big 100 player um, Redstone Interactive in Offworld Industries in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, what was it, the Squad or something? Uh, David in our Discord brought to our attention as a Canadian developer that somehow went under our radar. This game with like forty thousand reviews and this massive Steam hit developed yeah, in Canada. Yeah, Squad is is the one. Their next game, Beyond the Wire, a World War One 50v50 uh, muddy bloody trench warfare game is out now in early access on Steam. It's already got a thousand reviews. Came out a week ago. Holy shit! It's at very positive. I feel like if you're, I feel like this is this game has a very particular audience, and I'm sure they're getting some some bleed over from the player base of S- Squad. Uh, it's launched at thirty nine ninety nine, which I'm sure will be probably half or twenty dollars less than whatever the full release price is. Hopping down to the reviews here, the top funny review is prescriptum. I don't get that. Um, fired exactly one shot in my first game. I was a medic. It was a team kill. Highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. World War One's in a very interesting setting. We talked about it. It was a very stagnant war. There wasn't the big bombastic set pieces of world war ii that everyone likes to make into video games so it'll be interesting to see how they capture that type of warfare in a in a multiplayer setting yeah weren't we talking we couldn't really think of another like there's just battlefield one which took liberties of it I, mm. but i don't know any other world war one uh, valiant hearts was oh yeah you're right was it world war one it was yeah. yeah valiant hearts is great uh i love valiant hearts back valiant when hearts ubisoft used to make good games they released valiant hearts uh I played on PS4, and it's like a side-scrolling, almost like puzzle, puzzle platformer. Yeah, kind of like the the whole like point-and-click adventure where you have to like get certain items to, in order to pass like gates and, and stuff like that. But it's it's a side-scroller and just very story-driven. And like <clears throat> what Dude. it did like really well was like it educated you, and so you pick up like all these little things, and it would just kind of give you a little bit of history thrown at you and. The end awesome. broke me, Steve. The end of that game, there's like you follow three different storylines, and one of them's like this like older guy who got sort of conscripted, and mm. and like minor spoiler, I guess major spoilers for Valiant Hearts came out five, six, seven years ago. You don't have an excuse at this point. The end, he, um, his his commanding officer is like yelling at him to like you got to go over the trench, and he's like, no, they're gonna gun us down. We watched them get gunned down. And he picks up a shovel and like just takes out his commanding officer, and none of, no one goes over the fence. And so at the end of the game, they like lining him up on the firing squad and like take him out. And like there's this dog that you played the whole game with, and he like pets the dog and then walks over and they tie him up. It's so brutal, Steve. <laughs> oh. 
I don't remember that, but yeah. <laughs> Die Hard's is a good game. And apparently so is Beyond the Wire based on these reviews. Last bit of news today, Steve. I want to highlight Apex Season 7 coming out November 4th. And the developer stream interestingly showed off uh, some of their Vancouver developers. If people remember last year, Respawn, a California-based game studio, makers of Titanfall and uh, Jedi Fallen Order, announced they were opening a Vancouver office, trying to staff up to 100 people solely to work on Apex Legends, the popular battle royale, my favorite battle royale. And they finally showed off some of the new uh, developers they've hired in the dev stream. It's 55 minutes. I didn't watch the whole thing. It's too much time. Um, But that's interesting. And this will be the season that Vancouver is now working on um, in a large capacity, which is why we're covering it here. Steve, we still haven't played crossplay yet. No, I know. I was. I had uh, my uh, brother-in-law was over for dinner this week, and he was telling me about crossplay. I guess the new season starts Tuesday, Wednesday, or Wednesday or something. So I might jump on then. But um, I think I already download it. <laughs> they're shelving Kings Canyon, which is my favorite map. And uh, I'm oh yeah, there's bummed. a new map, right? Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's like bright and colorful. It's like it giving me like Greek vibes with all like the big bright colors but the favorite map king's canyon is getting shelved but caustic's getting a buff so eh, you win some you lose some there you go (sighs) that's it for the news this week if you want to give us any tips or things to cover contact canadiandos.com wishlist this time steven no no don't do that one i'm gonna uh bring it back to that (laughs) game i are you Should've. sure we didn't do the second the second game on here? Yeah, we we did that one already. Okay, that's the that's the double dip. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna start with Backbone from Eggnut in Vancouver. Uh, Backbone is a pixel art. No, oh, I didn't introduce a segment. Wishlist this, of course, is a segment every week where I highlight three upcoming Canadian-made games that Steve has to add to his wishlist right now. The first game I want to highlight is from Vancouver-based indie studio Eggnut Backbone being published by Rock Fury, is a, quote, art noir detective adventure. Step into the shoes of Howard Loder, a private eye raccoon. Interrogate witnesses through branching dialogues inspired by classic CRPGs. Sneak through diverse districts of a now-walled-off dystopian Vancouver. Sniff out clues and choose which leads to follow. Um, There's also a free demo for this game, which I played and loved a lot. This game looks dope as hell steve backbone prologue is a free download planned release date 2021 whatever take your time i'm in no rush um whole bunch of grand prize um from epic game store the strasburg indie game contest the mega grants i wonder if mega is like mega migs related so it's already getting a lot of attention there and it's gorgeous steve look at this trailer look at this trailer it's good shit hey so you know what i can wish list the demo and I'm actually going. I'm I'm downloading the demo. So excellent. We got a download demo sound. I have to remember which one that is. But what do you think like about fifteen dollars on this podcast and download some shit? <laughs> what <laughs> so, do you think of this trailer, Steve? I love the colors. I love the the style, the setting. Like it's so it's it's fucking gorgeous. To be perfectly mm-hmm. honest, I would uh, I would kill, I would love like a poster or something. Mm. Um, I'm excited though. It's uh and and. You know, shout out, it takes place in dystopian Vancouver, British Columbia. So you get you get a little bit of uh, candy love in there just directly in the game, too. So Speak to what you know. You know, the developers are there. Why not set a game there? 
Like, how is there not an open world Toronto based game yet? Like, how? Well, Toronto's boring. Like, as a city, like. What do you mean? Oh. You got the CN Tower and the Rogers Center. Like, no other real, you know, identifiable landmarks that would fill out an open world game. Like, it's a pretty bland city when you compare it to the other open world settings. No, because you get the river, you get the island, you could do shit there. Come on. Eh. Whatever. Eh. I'd be more interested in Vancouver or even Montreal. And Montreal is interesting because it is an island, like in the you middle of the You don't even like Lawrence. Quebec, though. I don't, but I'd rather play a game set in Montreal and Toronto. Fair enough. Anyways, Backbone looks really, really good. So I, I, uh, I'm downloading the demo. So I'm going to try to play that uh, before next week too. Excellent. Next game uh, I spoiled in the news, but Lauren's Lure from Toronto-based solo developer uh, is coming 2021. Uh, it's a PSX style uh, first person with these climbing mechanics with the two pickaxes you've seen probably in games like Tomb Raider. The Steam description features GIF singular, but that's okay. They got time. Um, dark foreboding atmosphere, retro 90s PC graphics with a modern flair. Uncover mysterious lore as you travel into the depths, jump, climb, and slide your way through difficult challenges using simple mechanics. No parkour ledges, quote-unquote. Climb almost any vertical wall face with your pickaxes. Hmm. Excellent. This game looks great, too. Um, very, very distinct art style, and I think this is one of those like fans of the genre would love because this person has released many of these style of game on Steam and clearly seems to be doing well uh, for themselves there. Their other games launched for $4, respectively, each, so this will probably be a pretty low barrier to entry. Also, probably run on anything. Oh yeah, I always like checking out the <coughs> the um, requirements, or whatever. When when it's games like this, but that's not out right now. So minimum Windows Seven. Yeah. <laughs> so probably pretty low. Uh, Steve is Lauren's Lure on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. I didn't know Last... this PSX style was like so so big. You know, like it's not it's like. Been... It's been growing. Yeah, like it's not like games were like if you look back on like Resident Evil or Final Fantasy Seven or any like any of those games, like they don't look good, but they've made like I don't know, anytime we've talked about games like this, like obviously you know, you can tell it's like dated or whatever, it has a dated look, but it just mm-hmm. like it looks cool. Like I don't know, maybe it's the colors like vibing a little bit better or something like that, but it's retro. Yeah. What's old is new again, Steve. We were talking about vinyls earlier, so... That's true. Well, vinyls are... I, I'm not a big vinyl... I've never even played a vinyl before. I don't know it or anything. I don't even know how to play a vinyl, but... That's been... I have a lot of like musician friends, and they've always kind of been pushing the vinyl stuff. My dad, including... When my dad died, he had all these vinyls, and like none of us have any vinyl players or record players, so they just kind of sit in the basement. But anyways... I bet there's some cool ones. Probably, probably a lot of Bob Dylan. Um, probably a lot of like seventies, sixties prog rock. A lot of probably some decent amount of Rush and other stuff like that. Eric Clapton, I'm sure, is in there. Oh, nice. There you go. No Wu Tang Clan though, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, last game of the day. I wish list this Steve Eth- 
Ethernaut discover, no, sorry, just Ethernaut, discover the depths of your soul in an open-world, first-person puzzle game in the vein of Portal and Talus Principle. Solve puzzle rooms using light sensors, portals, and time travel to gather the Aether vials and access the core of the construct. <laughs> Talos Principle was a big one. Devolver published um, puzzle game. Also Portal, of course. Everyone's played Portal by this point. And the art style is giving me like like low resolution Bioshock vibes. Um, and I like yep. the I like good puzzle games, Steve. Puzzle games make me feel good. Like when you when you spend your hour or so bang your head against this room and you crack it, you're like, ah, I'm a genius. I could cure cancer, you know? <laughs> yeah, actually this developer, there's an interview somewhere deep on the site, um, where I interviewed uh Dragon Quebec Slumber. based Dragon Slumber. Cause he did uh t- two years ago or so, he did um a game tech support era unknown which it was like a roguelike um like steve would you believe that game was only a year ago fuck really <laughs> oh my god are you serious yeah it released uh february, february 2019 oh my god anyway <laughs> um, like a support agent at like a new tech company but then you find actually it might be up your alley steve because you find out that the tech company is basically evil and uh there's some conspiracy shit going on <clears throat> but um Ooh. So he's a good guy. I'm liking this too. I like. I I see what you mean. It has the Bioshock vibes and right. Uh, you know, first person puzzle. What was that like? What was it? Stanley's Parable. Is that the game I'm kind of thinking? Stanley of? Parable is like a. Wasn't like, that like a first person sort of? It was puzzle a first game? person. It wasn't a kind of puzzle. It was like a meta commentary on games and like player agency, and it had a narrator, and yeah, it was really weird. Hmm. I'm thinking of something else, but anyways, I'm getting a vibe of some sort of first-person puzzle game that I play. An interesting that. vibe. Yeah, and I like it. Steve, I have to ask: Is Ethernaut from Quebec-based Dragon Slumber on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. That's it for wish list this this week. If you want to get your game onto the segment, please send it to us. Contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. Post it in your Discord. Tweet at us. Whatever we want to talk about it. Moving on to Discord discussion, Steve, every week we like to pluck a couple conversations that were happening in our Discord and and, uh, sort of hash them out on the show for people who might have missed it or want to continue to hear about it. Uh, Steve, you got your PS5 camera this week. I was so excited. I had no idea that it shipped. (laughs) And I got the email. What does the PS5 camera do? (laughs) I don't know. Connect to my PS5. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not even compatible with the PSVR. <laughs> so is it a USB? Uh, no. I don't. Did you open it? So. I did open it. It's sitting on okay. top of my TV. I can go huh. get it if you want. No, that's okay. I I had a similar thing when PS4 came out. I was I was in high school, so I had a bunch of expendable money because I wasn't paying a rent and I had a full time job for like three years. So I bought like five games when the PS4 launched, like an idiot, and they all came a week before the PS4 (laughs) came out. So I went to EV Games, picked up. I had like the Assassin's Creed Four Collector's Edition, Killzone, Knack, um, oh another one. And they just all sat on my desk for like a week before the PS4 came out, and I just stared at them every day. I know. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Me. This is technically the only thing. What have I pre-ordered? Heather got me Spider-Man Ultimate Edition for yes. anniversary. But that's at EB Games. Um, this is the only thing that I've 
pre-ordered that I got mailed or whatever. So it's it's just like the camera because I had like some EB Games gift cards and you can only use those like online. You can't like bring them into the store hmm. or whatever. Like if if it's a digital card, like what I gave you for your birthday. Thank you. You had to use uh, you had to use it like online. Interesting. So I just got it like emailed or mailed to me. I didn't even I wasn't even expecting it. It came with another. What was it? It came with a Nintendo thing that I ordered um, through the My Nintendo points. I got the like the the who's the raccoon again? What's uh, Tom Nook? Yeah, I got like a Tom Nook bag thing for Heather. Aww. And so I had this other package. I was like, "What is this?" I open it. It's like it has the PS Five logo, and I just I geeked out so hard. I was like, "Oh <laughs> my god, we're so close!" And then I I actually like went on to at some point on Facebook. I had like a memory or whatever of me buying the controller. Um, a couple like days or weeks before so people someone asked like why is it shipped so early and i think it's just like you might as well just ship out this shit early because like you can't do anything with it and you don't want to you want to reduce the amount of delays as possible so even if you like you try to ship out this camera two weeks early and it's delayed by a week whatever but you don't want to like re- you want to reduce as much like system delays as possible so mm-hmm. i'm guessing that's why but it just got me super hyped. Now we're in November. We're literally like eight and ten days away. Like, shit's, shit's getting real, man. I am excited, Steve. I'm really nervous because I ordered my PS5 through the website, so it's going to get delivered at some point. And there's always that, like, fear, like, like sometimes they put packages just in our mail room. Sometimes they leave them, like, in the front, like, area you can't get through without a fob. And I don't know. I'm not going to take the day off or anything, but, like, I'm going to be a little stressed that day. Yeah, I hear that. I have uh, the Xbox One is from Walmart, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not stressing about that one. Like, if it's late, then whatever. But the PS5 is, uh, is I, I have it physical, picked up at EB Games, but I I have the Friday off because my work is just giving everyone in the company, like, a day off. Like, and mm-hmm. um, So I was like, oh, well, I, I don't want to book off Thursday. Like, I'll just deal with it sort of thing. And I've done midnight launches in the past, but like now I, I don't think I have the energy <laughs> to do that. Old man Steve. I know. It's like Nintendo Switch literally almost killed me because we were waiting out in the cold for so long. Um, I don't know. So I'm I'm just stoked. But like I'm also, you know, I'm expecting like an email or a call from EB Games and Walmart just be like, hey, this shit's late. And I'll be like, okay. <laughs> see i'm i'm picking up the xbox at EV games i did the xbox all access thing so i know i'll get that one the day of it's the ps5 that i'm like they're, they're shipping it, it they, i could an email be like hey it'll be like two to three weeks maybe not even get it till december i'm like ah bummer Love. yeah because i was in i was in the second wave of ps5 pre-orders at ev games so like they did the first wave and then they i don't know they allowed it so part of me, I, I fight back with myself, right? Because I'm like, well, they wouldn't have opened it up if, if they didn't know they're getting it. And mm-hmm. then really it's just like, but really they could have just accepted it. And then they'll be like, well, you were in the second wave. You had to give it to the first wave people. And I was like, oh, you're right. <sighs> so so I don't I know. Somehow, I somehow got, like I had the email notification set up. And I was sitting on the couch watching Simpsons with my, my friend Chris and Tori. And I got the email. I was like, wait, PS5 pre-orders are live? And I just sort of like opened it, added it to the cart and like, it's in my cart. I'm like, ooh. And then I was like, ah, shit, I'll buy it. But the worst part was I would hit confirm purchase and it would just like stay on the spinning logo for like five minutes and nothing would happen. It's like, what do I do? So I refreshed the page and it was like, do you want to confirm purchase again? I was like, oh, am I going to buy it twice? And I just waited. And then I got the email like 10 minutes later, like, here's your shipping confirmation. I was like, oh, okay, thank God. Yeah. I, the, the Xbox is in like, 
my is in uh, my mom has a Walmart account because she gets like a ten percent off and mm. uh, for being like a former employee. So I don't even get any of those confirmations. Anytime I ask my mom, she just like she doesn't know. She just like she calls it the PlayStation and stuff like that. She just bless her heart. She does, but she doesn't understand like what what I even ordered. She doesn't even know why I'm ordering. Like she's like, I thought you already had a PlayStation back in the day. You bought one. And I was like, this is even. There's so much wrong with that com- that that sentence, mom. I don't even know where to start with that. But <laughs> um, I don't know. We're so close, but I I'm prepping my psyche and myself and my mental health that I'm going to wake up, get an email that says this shit's delayed or a call or whatever. Just because if I if I set myself up for disappointed, then I won't be disappointed. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> Speaking of the Spe- American election tomorrow. No. Speaking of setting yourself up for disappointment, we also had a conversation this quarter week about uh, The Last of Us Part 2. Um, Aaron and I were talking a bit about Red Dead 2 and our, our different opinions about that game. Uh, he uh, gave me this comprehensive review um, from Polygon, and it was like a year later look back at Red Dead 2. I've been working my way through it. It is massive. It has like a table of contents. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I sent him a link to my uh, one of my favorite YouTubers, Nikki JQ, who did a review of um, Red Dead 2 closer to release. And uh, yeah, so I'm watching that. But then that turned into uh, a conversation on The Last of Us Part 2, which turns out still super divisive. We had a few people who didn't like it, a few people who said it's the best game ever. And then JNSHN had a very thoughtful a couple paragraphs where they talked about how they think the game should have been experienced more spread out. Um, they said, I put about 42 hours into one playthrough across three months. I only played at night. I only played when I felt like I could give it a hundred percent of my attention. And um, for that reason, they think they had a much um, more positive opinion about it than I did. I played it all in like a week for like five or six hours every night. And just got so sick of the game's length by the end of it <laughs> you know what that's interesting because that that is basically what happened with you and i for last of us 2 where you mm-hmm. plowed through last of us one on uh um the last ps3 the, the yeah sco- yeah the, the hard difficulty or whatever oh grounded right? yeah that was yeah, like you, my sixth grounded playthrough <laughs> yeah you just but you just did that before last of us 2 came out mm-hmm. then you plowed through last of us 2 in like what a couple days it was a week yeah and Less it took than a week, me like, like five or six days and it took me like two or three weeks to do mm-hmm. it. And I could only play at night and blah, blah, blah. So, and you and I have pretty different opinions. So I think that is part of it. I think like how, like, because when you go see a movie, it's either you see it in the movie theater or you see it at home. There's nothing like, there's no real other way to experience movie theaters or mm-hmm. movies. Sorry. Um, and, but I guess games is a little bit different, right? It depends on what's going on. And it's like, it depends like how long it is. And like for Red Dead, to I feel like I did play it incorrectly where I was like I did just sort of beeline it through all the story missions and I didn't really like take time to appreciate the game or the world or anything like that mm-hmm. and I find that people who really loved that game did do that and I didn't and I liked Red Dead Redemption 2 but I just I'm I'm just fine with it like I played it I beat it I'm done with it I'll never play it again mm-hmm. um, but I did just like beeline it through the whole story like I didn't do any of the side shit or like Basically, if it had a letter, I did it. And then anything else, I never did. I never, you know, I didn't try to hunt animals or any of that shit. I just, like, did the letters. Um, So that's kind of how I felt about, like, Red Dead 2. And I guess, like, yeah, how you play a game, how you approach a game, like, when you play a game, kind of just depends on a lot of things. 
Yeah, I there's you got to be in a certain mind space for certain games, and and the Last of Us One is one of my favorite games ever, and it's it's a perfect single story, and they just sort of ripped it open and beat it up for thirty hours. It is kind of like here's that. all these characters you loved, and now we're just going to like fucking ruin their lives. And I'm not even upset about the inciting moment or whatever, and we're not going to spoil it, but like like that wasn't what I had an issue with like so many people did. I thought the game was paced quite terribly. I felt like they didn't do Ellie's character right. And it was just so brutal and just purposeless. Like, I don't think I got anything from the game other than I just, I guess I thought about it and talked about it a lot, but I didn't get anything (laughs) from it. Like I got from last of us part one. You only played. You only did the first playthrough, right? You never even went back to it, right? I went. I, I went back and restarted. Cause I, oh, I'll just get the platinum. Maybe one more playthrough. And I got like five hours in. And I'm like, I hate this. I don't want to play this. <laughs> I did get the platinum. I think really for me, Last was two. Like, I I just the ending, and we won't talk about the ending here. But like, just basically the, the ending is just all wrong to me. Like, I just don't like it at all. Um, I don't really want to say anything other than mm. to hint at what it is. Like it should have just like ended. There, there is a point where it's like this end sh- here. Yeah, just end it here, and then mm-hmm. just like they just basically can, like tell the same, like do the same thing. I'm like, ah. Uh... So that's really my only major gripe for it. Even when I played on the second playthrough, I didn't really, I wasn't really feeling the length of it. Granted, I was like speed running through the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, I don't need to stealth through the shit. I know where I remember where everything is and, and stuff like that. I think I was even playing on like an easier difficulty or no, I was playing with like new game plus. So I had like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't, I, I wasn't like stealth. I, I plowed through the game. Like the game can take you even like just 15 hours on like a decent playthrough if you're just kind of not stealthing <laughs> around, but that's fair. It's, I mean, it's, I understand your criticisms. Like I get it. Um, yeah, and I understand why someone would like it, and and it's a technical marvel. It's probably the most impressive game from a tech standpoint I've ever played, other than Red Dead Two for different reasons. And at this point, and I think I first heard this on the Bullet Points podcast, because they've ripped it all open again and thrown out all this stuff, I would want a part three or or like a, like an end like a trilogy because. I think they've in all of their opening it up and, and throwing all this new stuff against the wall, they could wrap up a trilogy in the last of us in a way I would, I would like and would make two feel better for me in the context of a third game would take some of these characters that they've introduced into and have been there since the first game and give them satisfying conclusions. And I I think there might be a last of us part three on PS five in like five years. I don't know. But at I this point so. after last of us part two, I want a part three to wrap this up. That's fair. I think yeah. we will get a part three. I think they will. I think we will too. Um, I don't know if it'll be naughty dog. That'd be weird if it wasn't, but I feel like naughty dog just has like the cachet. Like, I feel like part of it, I feel like they didn't want to do this game. And Sony was like, no, you have to do this. You have to do this. Last of us. One was an unprecedented success for them. (laughs) Yeah. So 
like a part of me thinks they're just like like almost like they sabotaged it in a way where they're just like we we don't we didn't want to do this game and we don't want to do another uncharted like i feel like i think it'll be kind of similar where it's like they did uncharted 4 and then last of us 2 and i think it'll be like they'll do a new ip and then go back to last of us 3 and we'll get it kind of in the tail end of the ps5 life cycle mm. or maybe like another studio because like They're i'm sure working on that studio. alleged multiplayer mode well yeah i forgot about that I'm yeah sure another, i didn't like, i won't forget about it i'm sure another studio is making uncharted game like right now right this is you think so. yeah i think so i think they're down with uncharted no way with the movie coming out yeah you oh know, sorry like, i think i think naughty dog is done with uncharted but yeah, i think i like, no, i think playstation's done with uncharted as i don't well. think so i don't know i don't think so because i feel like do it it can't be nathan drake anymore though no, it would be the, um, it was uh, his daughter, spoilers. Sully. Not spoilers, <laughs> it's like a five-year-old game. <laughs> Anywho, uh, yeah, we learned a bit about nihilism from uh, Nerdy Canuck. Gave me a different definition of nihilism than the one I, I had commonly understood. Um, and I still maintain Last of Us doesn't believe in, Last of Us Part 2 doesn't believe in anything and paints a very depressing picture of the world I don't want to live in. That's fair. I mean, I don't want to live in the world Last of Us One world either. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> that's it for Discord discussion. Join our Discord, discuss with us. I've loved our conversations in there. It's nice respite in my day. Um, I'm gonna close out, plug some events. As I mentioned at the top of the show, EGLX is coming back November 10th to 13th. It'll be all digital. Twitch.tv/EGLX. Um, they're doing a game showcase with the escapists. They're doing a bunch of esports. They're going to do some, uh, among us, uh, call of duty Warzone. Um, Ooh, they got those overwatch teams will be playing and yeah, I'll, I'll tune in. I'll see what's up. Um, they're plugging XQC who's a famous war. No overwatch player who gotten shit for using a bunch of gay slurs, but I mean what Twitch streamer hasn't. So that's an interesting choice to go with him. <laughs> Um, that's happening November 10th, 13th. It'll be free. It'll be on. I'll check it out. Uh, next up, I want to plug the, uh, game writing workshop happening this Thursday, November 5th, 630 from Dames Making Games Toronto. This low key online social is specifically geared towards writers who want to work together in a virtual space, bring in progress projects to work on or start something new and, uh, have a supportive co-working session. That'll be on their Twitch. Or no, that's not Twitch. That's a, a Discord thing. Uh, link in Links to all these in the show notes and on our site, kinggainos.com slash events. Uh, Dirty Rectangles Online is, of course, returning Wednesday, November 11th. Uh, it'll probably be 8 p.m. Eastern. They haven't announced the speakers yet, but I always enjoy tuning into those. MIGS Montreal International Games Summit happening uh, November 11th to 13th. They'll be showing... Uh, they'll be doing... It's a bunch of business side stuff, so if you're looking to... Um, network and get involved in the industry side of things check that out development and media visibility is the focus um they're launching an exclusive app and platform because everyone has to do that now that in-person events aren't a thing especially in quebec given their covid mishandling this event brings together hundreds of video game creators from around the world every year discovery exchange influence and meet lastly origin stories in conversation with artists uh, is an event being put on by Dames Making Games. That's happening Saturday, November 14th. Join us to meet some of our 2020 Origin Story residents and learn about their projects in an evening of artist talks. So that's it for the next two weeks of events. Of course, in the show notes and canadiannotes.com slash events. I want to close out the show by talking about what we've been playing. 
uh, Steve, I streamed later daters, talked about that. It's great. It's horny. It's weird. It's different. It's Canadian. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, what have you played this week? Uh, few things. Yeah, I, I didn't grind a lot in one thing. I kind of dabbled in a few. So I played, um, what is, um, it's just called SRR. I forget. Super Rocket Ride. Is that it? Hold on. Ooh, from Cosmo Cat out here in Halifax. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, because I did the story up and I did what you always say, which is buy it on itch.io because you get the Steam mm-hmm. key. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did. I bought it on itch.io. And that's the game I was mentioning earlier that I had to like, I didn't even know there was a store or whatever, a storefront or launcher thing. So I had to, I had the little icon on my thing. I gave a Steam key to a patron, patron.com slash Canadian Game Devs. Check it and out. You were, and you were like, oh, you we, we have that game. Like you could have just download it because they gave, what, what is it on Steam? What do they, what are, what are we? Steam Curator, yeah. So Cosmo Cat and Adam uh, uh, hooked this up with uh, all their games on Steam so we could check them out. So I missed that entirely, I guess, because it's over an hour or whatever. But anyways, it's four bucks, so I didn't, I didn't care. Five bucks. Um, so we gave the key to someone on Steam, and it's fun. It's like an SNES style, like, uh, like rocket phys- physics puzzler, like thing, one of those you know? like lunar lander type games, right? Yeah, exactly. But it's like, and it's like the graphics are like SNES style, and it's, it's like it's fun. It's uh, it's pretty like it's pretty short. I think like I'm only I only did like the one one plus a little bit of the world, but um. It's cool. It's got a nice challenge to it. Uh, you know, not much more else to say. It's priced good. It's five bucks. Like, I would definitely recommend it. Um, looking at my PlayStation trophies, see what else I did. Played some more Forgone. Still grinding that Avengers. I finally got the platinum, so oh, I, de- oh. I deleted that game, so it's gone. <laughs> 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 Which isn't a thing. A knock on Avengers. Anytime I get a platinum, I delete the game right away. It's like a ritual. It's nice. But yeah, I got the Platinum in Avengers. You know, same thing as I've always said. Like, the game kind of came out too early. They should just... AAA games need to, like, adopt this, like, early access or this beta or something thing. Because I'm sure if that game just came out as $40 and just be like, yo, this is the, you know, six months of of beta or whatever. Like, it would have a much better vibe to it. And people wouldn't write it off because it's actually like pretty fun. Like the characters all controlled differently. And I think that's what it's got going for it, at least in the future. Um, but you know, they got to add more stuff to it. So, you know, I'll return to it in January, February, whenever, when new updates come to it, uh, play more foregone, mm-hmm. which is really fucking difficult. Like it's so, so difficult and it's good, but I haven't been in the mood for like a really difficult game. So I've only kind of mm-hmm. dabbled it here and there, but it is like essentially a 2d, like platformer combat platformer and you just need to like really have the good twitching kind of fingers to like dodge and stuff at the same time it's dead cells but not procedural road like it's designed single player (laughs) campaign yeah and it has like some uh, some dlc some rpg elements to it like you level up stuff and but it's it's really really good and i'm i appreciate that it's it's like linear like the levels kind of break up and stuff like I'm, i'm not I didn't want it to be like a Metroidvania style game, and it's not. Um, mm-hmm. It is just like level one, level two, level three, blah blah blah. Um, the levels itself, classic. You're not like always going left or like you're not always going left or right. You're going up and down and, and stuff, and it's kind of maze like. But it's not Metroidvania. It's not like I have to get some item to then unlock like an area earlier in the world. Um, but mm-hmm. it's good. It's just like it's way harder than I thought it was. Like they didn't really. I guess I didn't really see it pitched as a difficult game, but it is. It is fairly difficult, so 
Um, that's kind of what I've been dabbling. I, I tried the Ghost of Tsushima. All Canadian. Oh, oh uh, not that's not Canadian. But your other three were Canadian this week. You did good. Oh, hey, thank you. It's like we run a site, CanadianGamers.com. Super, super Rocket Ride, Halifax, Marvel Avengers, Montreal, um, and... Forgone the, is... They're in London, right? Yeah, they're Big Blue Bubble. Yeah, they're in London. There you go. Yeah, so I didn't play Ghost of Tsushima then. Fuck that game. <laughs> yeah same uh all i played this week was apex i'm trying to finish the season pass i because they do that thing where i had enough last season from that battle pass to buy this battle pass so i did but then i didn't play a lot this season so i'm like at level 80 out of 110 i don't know i might not get it before wednesday who knows yeah. they're doing double xp for the rest of the week though so that helps a little bit mm-hmm. it's do you good. have enough and, to uh, buy the next season pass though or no I think I have to get to like 96 or 100 and then you have enough, but mm. I might do that. Yeah. Just so I can daisy chain it to the next one. Yeah. Like, uh, what are those chain smokers? But wait, for... what'd you say? Daisy chain? Yeah. What is that? Daisy chains when you like plug an extension cord into an extension cord into an extension cord. Really? I've never heard of that before. Hold on. I think I used the term incorrectly. A string of daisies threaded together by their stems. Oh, or in computing, it refers to connect several devices together through linear series, three daisy change CD-ROM drives. So I think I meant I meant like chain smoking is what I kind of meant that's, to feed my addiction through. And I regret buying the season pass, Steve. Like because because as soon as you buy the battle pass, <laughs> it's an obligation. And I'm like, oh, I invested in this. I need to finish it. Whereas, like, for the last five seasons of Apex, I just played whenever someone's like, hey, do you want to play Apex? I'm like, yeah, sure. But, um, yeah. And, it were, I, like, I took classes in school about the gamification of and the design of those systems. Like, I understand what it's doing to me, but I did it anyway, and I regret it because I want games <laughs> to be an escape and recreation instead of an obligation and, like, a, I feel like uh, sunk costs that I have to recoup, you know? That's fair. I mean, with the season pass stuff, I can only really have like one game that I pay for a season pass at a time. Mm. That's kind of why I appreciate Avengers not doing like there's no time limit on it because I've always hated the time limit shit. I, I kind of blame Overwatch because I feel like that was the first game that I people like there would be events and special modes and stuff. And I think Destiny did it too, where I was just like, wait, I can only I only have like oh, two weeks to play this shit. Like you worked all this time. Some dev fucking didn't get to see his kid, <laughs> and I I only mm-hmm. get like two weeks to play this thing. Like, why are you like so annoying? And so I I mm-hmm. really I hate that, and that's one of the things I liked about Avengers because like the season maybe this will change in the future, but they're like character passes. There's no end date. Like it's just that's just the pass. We'll see when the new DLC just progression. Yeah, it's just like progression. Um, so I get what you're saying. Like once you kind of buy the the season pass, you're like, oh man, like. I should maybe just go on to just play like two or three matches just to make way like make it through the season a little bit. I get what you're saying. It becomes chores. Like, oh, I gotta do my dailies and uh, maybe little Johnny got his job at EA Vancouver though because you bought the season pass. Maybe I <laughs> don't know. We'll see. If you want to play Apex with me, hit me up on the Discord or on Twitter. Uh, I'm always looking for people. And now that it's crossplay, you can do anything. And the new season comes out. I'm excited. New map, new character, and I'll, uh, I'll play with you. I'll, I'll, play with you. I'll hop on. Thank you, Steve. We'll, we'll play with my uh, with my brother-in-law because he's really good. Hey, that's three. That's perfect. Yeah, he's on PC. That's though, it so... for episode number. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Oh, so you'll be playing with the big boys, Steve. 
Yeah, the nerds. Actually, that's not true. I play with my one friend on Xbox, and he's, like, way better than me, and I almost think, like, the aim assist helps a little bit. He'll, like, clean up. I played a game of duos where, like, I would run in, get downed, and then he would come in, kill the whole team, pick me up, and he did, like, three times in one game, and I was like, holy shit. And he was playing on Xbox, so. Hmm. Oh, also, confirmation, I didn't beat Doom. So I downloaded Doom. And okay, yeah, we were talking about that last week. Yeah, and, and I, I forget how many chapters I'm in, but I'm not in. Like, I, I could have swore I beat this game, and I booted it up, and I was like, I don't know why I stopped playing this. And I'm not in the mood to play Doom right now. I'm, I'm just going to – I have no re- I have no interest in playing it. I'd rather just play Doom Internal, like, when uh, next week on Xbox. Yeah, Game Pass. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to play it, but I was just like, oh, I totally – in my head, I was like, I beat this game, but I, but I was wrong <laughs> 100%. So anyways, sorry. You can anyways. Watch the show now. That's okay. This is episode number 165. My name's Steven. Thank you for joining me, Steve. We're CanadianGameDevs.com. Uh, if you want to help us keep the site running, covering the Canadian game dev scene, you can support us over at Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. Back us there to get you early access to the show, a special channel on our Discord. And if you back us at the credited Patreon tier or higher, we'll put your name at the end like these lovely folks. Shout out to Aaron McLeod, Canuck Play David Winter, David Nagy, Eric Beer, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Graf Metal, Kai Hutchins, Nicholas Azorko, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixelnuts underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, and Stacey H. If you back us at our top tier, we will plug your projects for the uh, every month that you are a top supporter, like Eric Beer. Uh, thank you, Eric, for your support. You can go to thebotbook.com to see all of their work. They don't have a Twitter right now because they said Twitter stresses me out, and I totally understand that. Yep. So <laughs> check out thebotbook.com to see all of Eric's work and see if he's someone you want to work with or uh, support them and, and their development and their art. And yeah, thank you, Eric, for your support. And thank you for listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, could you drop us a review? We'd appreciate it. Take your feedback at the bottom there. If you're not on Apple, uh, we'd still want your feedback. Uh, thank you to everyone who emails whenever Steve or my audio sounds bad. Uh, that's contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. Uh, and, yeah, share it with someone you think might like it. We we appreciate word of mouth a lot. Um, we had someone join our Discord this week who just started game development at the Toronto Film School, and their professor told them to join our Discord if they wanted to learn more and connect and get involved in the Canadian gaming scene. So that word of mouth is really key, and we appreciate um, I want to shout out the professor here. Yeah, I was I was surprised uh, when he said that. I was like, oh damn, like Brad I'm, Firminger. I've been the doing Toronto this, Film School. Thank you, Brad. I've been doing the site for like five years and every and I'm still surprised when people are like, Oh yeah, I came across your site or something like that. And I see it in the analytics. Like I know people just kind of stumble upon the site, but I'm still just surprised like part of me sometimes is just like, I just write this. Like we just do this for Steven and I. <laughs> like <there's> more- <laughs> Yeah, we do this to stream some games and talk to people about games and and have fun but it is connecting people and we've connected people with student programs that got them to go to reboot and bam fall expenses paid and it's these amazing things where like when it works and we get to see people succeed that's really validating for me personally and i know you too probably steve no i hate that yeah no i agree <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining me steve uh where can people find you on the internet if they wish to do so uh steven l crane on twitter sometimes is eight I always forget. 
I really just tweet about, I, I don't know what, to, man, I have no sports now. Like all the sports are gone except for football. And I'm not even that big of a football person. I don't you should uh, play baseball with me. Blazeball? What's Blazeball? We talked about Blazeball, Steve. Oh, it's the internet phenomenon. Right. No, I don't want to. No. I had a friend. I felt rude. I had a friend. I I mentioned something about this, and, and I had a fr- another friend who said play Blazeball, and I just said no, but he doesn't <laughs> understand that it's like a joke between you and I, and I, I, I keep forgetting <laughs> to message him, just being like, hey, I didn't mean to sound like a dick. <laughs> No, it's a, uh, at this point, Blazeball, I, I, I stopped following. It's too big for me now. Like, it moves too fast that like, if you miss a day of whatever's happening, you're lost. And I, I'll, I'll still tune in and place bets every now and then and see who's winning go pies and trust the crust. Um, but yeah, it moved too fast for me, but I still appreciate it for what it is. You can find me on Twitter at Stephen Riley, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-R-E-I-L-L-Y. But just go to at Canada Game Devs. Steve and I are linked in the profile there, and that's where we post all of our coverage. Join our Discord. Um, we love talking to you. We love the conversations that are happening there, the connections being made. And it's great seeing people succeed. That's what we want. Um, yeah, and this is being recorded the night before the next U.S. presidential election. It's going to be a very different week. Next week, Steve, both new consoles, new president, new lots of things. Um, I'm stressed a little bit. And pardon? Yeah, I was, uh, potentially new president. I was a little like... Potentially. I was a little dis... I was uh, not distant. I was a little like shooken up today. It was kind of a weird day. Like just, we're not American, but like the stress of it is just like... I don't know. It was just very uh, CBC is covering it nonstop. I don't understand. Like, Who well, no, that? I understand because it affects us. But like, I go to CBC to to get coverage about Canadian issues because that's what we pay them for. But their entire feed today is just U.S. elections. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're twenty four. We're less than twenty four hours, so I can understand that. But it's like I kind of just go back to what we were talking about before. With um, <clears throat> I mean, this is all like circumstantial, but like when you the correct me if I'm pronouncing this incorrectly, but Makame, Makame, the people out of the, the Mi'kmaq fishers. Mi- yeah. That Mi'kmaq, I, sorry. Mi'kmaq. Mi'kmaq. I only heard of that from the discord and the Quebec thing, the dude who had a sword. Like I only heard that in discord. So it's like, I understand that like Canada's always had kind of a American complex or whatever. We're like their mm-hmm. bigger brother, like so much for our media is like tied to them and stuff like that. But you're right. CBC is a, you know, it's a fucking tax funded system. Like we should, I should be finding out shit in Canada, but you know, whatever. Anyways, mm-hmm. let's. I want to close with the show. Uh, Art and good feelings on our discord said, I'm in the U S and elections are tomorrow. Please pray for my anxiety. I've been planning to move to Canada for a while, um, but it's hard to get here. And I want to know, I want to let you know, art and good feelings that we're thinking of all our American friends in the in the u.s who have to deal with whatever happens in the next couple weeks and we're always there if you need someone to talk to if you need someone to vent to play games with or anything if you're going to be affected by this and want someone to bounce ideas off of or just talk to or escape with i'm i'm down i'm offering my services in that regard should play the on that note should play the ussr theme song right now <laughs> no, <laughs> that's just, you strategically busted out. That's not helpful right now. I don't know what I'd play. What, what what would be a good playout song, Steve? That 
Uh, something cheerful. You know when uh, you know when Homer is, is going to box uh, the one guy in, in Simpsons and he plays the why, why can't, we, can't be we be friends? <laughs> why can't we be? We'll play that out tonight and or today. Whenever you're listening to this, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Have a great week, Steve. Have a great week, listeners. And Bye. we will talk to you next week. Goodbye. What's today's quote? What's today's quote? People always find it easier to be a result of the past rather than a cause of the future. Well, duh. (laughs) All right. (laughs)